0: Hi everybody and welcome to another conversation. I think we all suffer from this thing of not being able to wait.
1: We become aware of the more and God brings out the more through a period of of patient waiting. Oh, we don't like that.
0: No, the word waiting is as bad as process.
1: (laughs) Time is, is not our enemy. Time is a servant. It's a tool in the hand of God
0: when external circumstances tell us that something is gone or dead in the water, that that isn't the the thing that we trust, that isn't the thing that we look at. In our own lives, if we are our own final words, we're going to come across a very, very soon. Hi everybody and welcome to another conversation about the more that God wants to bring in and through our lives so we can impact the world around us. And over this year of 2023, we've been really looking at this word expansive that we believe God gave us to talk about because we serve an expansive God and that God is far more than we can think about, far more than we can pack into our own imagination. And he wants to deposit a little bit of that more into our lives so that we can really impact the people around us. And so if you haven't been able to see all of the conversations that we've had over the last few weeks, you can go back and listen to those and perhaps share them with somebody that you think that this might help them with their lives too because we really just are about people we're passionate about people seeing their potential realizing what god has put inside of them and experiencing this more
1: now the the road to the more becoming a reality in our daily lives isn't always easy
0: no it isn't
1: because god's invested this potential in us and god is all powerful all knowing all present and yet we are mortal we have limitations, we are in time and so sometimes that creates a, a tension, it creates a disconnect sometimes in the way we expect things to happen and we anticipate things are going to happen and I'll be honest, there have been many times when, well, God didn't get my memo
0: <laughs> about doing things in your time, on your schedule.
1: But I'm glad. Yes. There are many times I look back and think, wow, God, I'm glad you didn't answer that prayer or yeah. you didn't do it the way that I expected Definitely. it to and it's, it reminds me of that film Bruce Almighty mm. you know that I mean I think it was about 20 years ago now it feels like two years ago very
0: long time ago but yeah <laughs> but the whole
1: the whole premise of the film is that this guy gets given the power of of God to respond to people's prayers and Jim Carrey is and he, he kind of s- says yes to every mm. prayer and of course what happens is the whole world is in total chaos because as human beings we whether we admit it or not and I'll I'll admit it. I'll kind of say, "Yep, yeah, this is me." Is that you as well? I don't want to. I don't want to force words yes, into your mouth. Yes. Yes. Yeah.
0: I I suffer from this too.
1: <laughs> that we kind of expect the world to mm. revolve around us and things just to fall into place the way that we want them. And of course, in the film, just absolute chaos ensues when you've got six billion plus people there. There, yes is kind of just answered or their prayer is answered yes and just it's absolute chaos but I'm so glad that God doesn't do everything the way that we want it to happen.
0: Exactly and you know how I can tell how old that film is is because all the prayers were in filing cabinets and he had (laughs) millions of filing cabinets. Now it would all be digital wouldn't it? It'd be like stored on, on something technology but back then... He had all those filing cabinets. That's <laughs> how I know how old that film is. But it's true, and sometimes I think my life would be so much easier if everyone just did things my way, in my time, in my schedule, how I want it. And I try. I... <laughs> Not hard enough. Um but <laughs> but it's it's very selfish way of thinking, but we all, we're all like that. We're all, oh, like we're, it. all we're all like it yep. deep down. As even the most patient of people, we still want it our way in our time. And that's a bit about what we want to talk about today, because I think we all suffer from this thing of not being able to wait. Oh! Last week, we had the dreaded word of process. This week, we've got the dreaded word of wait. Who really wants to wait? None of us.
1: None of us wake up in the morning thinking, oh, today I want a good old wait. I want to <laughs> wait for what I I, I want. I want to wait for what I desire. I don't think anybody wakes up naturally thinking that. And, you know, I'm probably sometimes at my worst when I'm waiting for a package to be delivered mm. that I'm, you know, that I'm eagerly expecting. I remember, I think it was when we were getting the first of these microphones delivered and and, and they're not cheap. So I wanted to make sure that it arrived and, you know, it was got into the house so that we could uh, put it in place and keep it safe I remember that it was delivered and I wasn't in or I was at the back and they just put a note through the door and they, they said it's with a neighbor but they didn't say which neighbor, which
0: neighbor?
1: now that was t- terribly unhelpful although they were helpful in that they took a picture um. of the parcel which was outside which totally freaked me out because I'm thinking oh my word you know, that's is expensive i don't want it to stay outside. and so what then ensued was i think i can 't remember if it was a day or two days. it felt like two days literally of of this forensic kind of looking at this picture, thinking, now whose back garden is that And of course, we went to the, the all-knowing person on our estate who knows all things, uh, Rebecca. My uh, sister, <laughs> who,
0: who lives opposite. Yes, yeah, so I sent
1: it to Rebecca. I said, Be- this is your assignment. <laughs> and and, li- and it, it took her quite a while. In fact, it was only, I think, in passing, one of the neighbours had mentioned, oh, a parcel has been delivered to us. And, you know, it was quite a while later. And bear in mind that the picture looks like every house around here because it's a new estate. so I I was not happy because I was really excited about getting this in my timing on my terms
0: it's because you'd been told on email that your order had been dispatched we have that thing your your order is on its way and you're like oh you know that thing that you've been waiting for is on its way but then there's that waiting period of you like is it tomorrow is it next week You know, is it going to come within the delivery time? Christmas time is the worst because obviously all delivery times are pushed back. And I remember last Christmas I'd ordered some stuff for Ruben. And it was a small business and I didn't realize that obviously a small business suddenly came under fire at Christmas time and delivery times went from five to seven days to like basically a month. And I was hounding them and then I felt really bad afterwards when I realized that they were a small company because their promise was we will deliver with five to seven day in five to seven days. But. It, like 3 weeks had passed and I but I was still being assured your order is on its way but yet hadn't seen and that waiting time and thinking what am I going to do if christmas day comes and he hasn't got what he wants there's all this thing of like I don't want to wait I just want it at my door I've paid I've been told it's on its way I just want to see the product so yeah we we oh. and I was on my email constantly moaning I was I actually went to their social media <laughs> And started hounding them where's my delivery although
1: you are pretty good in those situations you know in my situation i was getting very het up i was getting very distressed and you just put your hand on my shoulder and you just said earth and that meant the world to me
0: oh gareth gareth these are terrible terrible jokes
1: Sorry, people keep encouraging me about them. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Who? Who are you that keeps they encouraging exist. him? They do Who? exist. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> but we're going to go into a first interaction question Absolutely. about all of that kind of stuff. Because we're not alone. We're not. I'm sure there are lots of impatient people out there. So we want to ask you have you ever waited for anything, particularly recently maybe, and wondered where it was? What happened? What did you do while you were waiting? Talk about that with the people around you for a few moments. If you're watching this by yourself, just think about how you might be a patient or impatient person when you've waited for something recently and we'll come straight back.
1: So we knew we weren't alone. We are impatient beings and that's really the heart of this conversation because we want to look at how the more... That God has put in you and wants to bring through you, the more is in the waiting. We become aware of the more, and God brings out the more through a period of of patient waiting. Oh, we don't like that.
0: No, the word waiting is as bad as process, <laughs> but when handled correctly, can be just as. Um, kind of productive and satisfying and ble- and it be a blessing because and, vital. and totally vital to our growth and our development and our discipleship and so we want to look at a story um, in John chapter 11 where Jesus makes a lot of people wait for something very very serious yeah. and I'm sure you know even if you've been in church and been a Christian maybe for a very short period of time or maybe you're not even a Christian you would have definitely heard of this story of, of kind of Lazarus raising from the dead and how he was you know ill and the whole story there of Jesus how he made the people wait for the miracle now it's I'm going to kind of give us an overview because it's 45 46 verses of John chapter 11 we'd be here quite some time if we were to read it all so I want to encourage you to go after this conversation go and read the story for yourself because there will be kind of verses in there there will be parts in that that story that that will be really specific to you when you read it god will really speak to you and it's an incredible story but basically jesus has word sent to him by Martha and Mary, who the Bible says that he loved very much that Martha, and Mary, the two sisters and Lazarus, their brother, and Jesus were very, very close friends. Mm. They were a tight knit group of friends. He loved them. It was, it mentioned that. So it's important to remember Jesus really loved these people, but they sent word to Jesus that their brother Lazarus was sick. He was gravely ill. And then Jesus just kind of doesn't really do anything about it in terms of he says don't worry the sickness will not end in death he reassures them i'll I'll come but he doesn't go straight away he carries about and carries on with his business with the disciples and and whatever and then obviously word comes that he's on his way to to see lazarus but he's actually been dead four days by the time jesus arrives and martha and mary come to him they're weeping and it says that jesus wept that famous verse Mm. is just one verse of two words jesus wept Jesus knows and feels our pain. And I think that's what's really key in this is that sometimes we can think of God as far off and distant. He sent his one and only son, who is God, into the world to experience everything we experience, to understand our pain, to feel our pain. And in that moment, he felt loss. So if you're feeling grief, if you're feeling loss, if you're yeah. feeling that that deep emotion, Jesus knows how you feel because it says he wept in that moment. Even though he's God, even though he knew the miracle was about to come about, he felt that. But then, you know, he he went and he calls Lazarus out and there's, there's kind of that whole story where he talks to Mary and Martha about being the resurrection and the life begging them to basically trust mm. in him and then he calls Lazarus out of the tomb and it says the grave clothes came off him and this the Lazarus came forth. A, there's loads more in that story but that's the basic part of the story and we're going to kind of unpack little bits of, of this whole account for us to understand that the more is in the waiting yes. and that's the whole point of I think this, this story and why Jesus didn't rush And we're going to look at that and and kind of unpack a few verses along the way. But definitely go and read this story for yourself outside of this conversation.
1: Yeah, it's absolutely full of different angles that reveal more of who God is, but also... That's this is amazing about the Bible. It reveals about our nature. Mm. And actually, even though we're talking about people you know, 2000 years ago, human nature has remained pretty consistent, Absolutely. you know, even though times have changed and cultures have changed. But ultimately, as human beings, our needs mm. and the way that we respond to circumstances and situations have remained the same, which is why we can look at this story and we can draw out principles that are tried and tested. So if right now you are in a period of waiting, and I really believe right now there are people that are waiting upon some very significant Mm. uh, appointments, as it were, that you believe, whether it's a promise from God, whether it's you're waiting for a breakthrough. Of course, this was a significant breakthrough. This was life or death. That could be the case for you right now. Mm -hmm. So we really want to draw out the principles. And so we're going to look at three different angles. There are many more. Like Leanne said, we could go into a lot more. But for the sake of time, we're going to, to look at three angles and interact over these, believing that at the end of this conversation, you're going to have greater insight into maybe a current frustration that you're carrying. But also, even more importantly, you get to capture God's nature and yeah. why he often acts in ways that are above the way that we expect him to, but he does it because he loves us.
0: Yeah, and this whole kind of start of this this account, um, to me, and I'm sure to you if you read it on kind of face value, doesn't make complete sense <laughs> because it says in verse 6, I'm going to read it to you from John chapter 11, it says in verse 6 there that... Um, so when he heard that Lazarus was ill, he stayed where he was two more days. Now, I don't know about you, but if I heard that someone, one of my loved ones or my friends was gravely sick, you know, on their deathbed, I would not be staying where I was for two more days. I'd be in the car, be like, right, sorting stuff out so I could get to them. And so when I when I read that, I'm like, Jesus, what were you doing? But you see, what I think is is kind of key here is he's showing the, all, all the people around him and those who, who loved him, who's the master here. Mm. You see, because time is not our enemy. And that is the first kind of thing that we want to bring out of the conversation today is time is not our enemy. Because I don't know about you, but I can live with a sense of scarcity of time. Time's running out. I've got to do this now. If I don't get this done, you know, this won't happen in time. or And not just in my schedule, but in my life, mm particularly as we do age and get older, we get this sense of time is running out. If I don't see this now, I'm never going to see it. And Jesus there, when he says he stayed where he was two more days, on face value, it makes me think like, Jesus, why did you do that? What What are you doing? There was this sense of urgency in everybody else, this panic, but not in Jesus. And what I love about this is that Jesus is showing us that Jesus actually doesn't Be dictated to by time. Mm -hmm. God created time. God created day and night. He created the calendar that we operate within that so that there's some sort of um kind of order. But he is not subject to that. God is out of that. And I think sometimes we can live with this sense of scarcity and time running out. And we try and fit God into our schedule, don't we? God, you've got to do this today. If you don't do it today, well then well then what
1: (laughs) the world's gonna end god and you need to get the memo
0: (laughs) but that is exactly what i feel these people and rightfully so lazarus was about to die he was very very sick and they knew that jesus had the power and the authority to heal him not only that they he was his best friend in that sense come on you've got to come and see him if he is going to die you need to come and be with him but jesus was just like no I've got a job to do. I've got things to do. And, and even though he had that message, he stayed where he was two more days. I think there is so much significance mm. in that.
1: Yeah. And I think I've mentioned this in previous conversations. But the reason I do is because the whole backdrop here is Jesus is teaching us not only that he is the way, the truth and the life. In other words, he is the gateway to the kingdom. Mm. But he's also teaching us how to live in the kingdom. And as you've said, living in the kingdom is recognizing how everything that is seen and everything that is part of creation is, is not a master, it is a servant Yeah. in the kingdom. Yeah. In Genesis, the, the, the cultural mandate that, that God had given mankind was that we made man in our image to rule and to have dominion. And I know in myself how much i've allowed time to to rule me mm. to master me this underlying for, and it, you know there's a, i think we probably all have different angles on it but for me it is that sense of time is running out fear of missing out on you know what it is that i'm supposed to be doing yeah. fulfilling my potential etc cetera, etc cetera. and and really that is time mastering me but jesus here is teaching those in this very delicate sensitive situation but again, uh, amazingly, he didn't he didn't bow to the emotion because he recognized, even though this is a highly emotive time, what I'm teaching you is of eternal mm, significance. Yeah, and and again, it's so easy, isn't it? We just bow to the emotion of the moment and just to almost pander to the mo- uh, the emotion of the moment. But Jesus saw everything from an eternal mm. perspective, and so as you said, time is is not our enemy. Time is a servant. It's a tool in the hand of God. It's a tool that God uses for our good. He works all things together, yeah, yeah. for our good according to His purpose. So yeah.
0: And I think it's important to see there that he kind of there's the, the, he says something before that, before he decides to stay uh, for two more days. He actually says, "This sickness will not end in death. No, it's for God's glory that God's son might be glorified through it. So he'd already spoken truth that moment this is what's going to happen
1: yeah
0: so i'm going to carry on i'm going to stay where i am for two more days and do do the work that i was doing so he doesn't just say that and doesn't explain he's already said his word over it is this sickness will not end in death so in that moment we have to take jesus word pardon the pun as gospel as truth that this sickness will not end in death and yet Everyone around him is panicking. I, I really think you should get moving. You know, you, your friend Lazarus, he, he, he's dying. You need, to, you need to move. But not only does Jesus stay where he was two more days. By the time he's got there, Lazarus has been in the tomb for four days. So there's been a, basically the best part of a week where Lazarus has been dead and Jesus only now turns up. And I think it's really important for us to, when external circumstances tell us that something is gone or dead, in the water, that that isn't the the thing that we trust. That Mm. isn't the thing that we look at. Actually, we still understand that time is not our enemy. We are not kind of working against time here to get things done or to to kind of shoehorn God and his agenda into our agenda. That's such a wrong backwards way of looking Mm. at it. Instead, we go, God, you are out of time. It's in your timing. It's your purposes. It's your schedule. It's your agenda. I just want to fit into that. Now, Sometimes it can flip the other way. And I do feel that there's sometimes we need a bit of shaking up because we can go, I've got all the time in the world. It's fine. I'll just deal with this tomorrow. And you need to decide which kind of person you are. Are you the lazy person that just kind of goes, I'll deal with this next week and kind of kick the can down the road? Or are you the person like, "Ah, time's running out? You know, both of those things are are, are wrong. But time is not our enemy. God has put us in time to teach us order, Mm -hmm. but he isn't subject to that
1: well, let's find out who you are in this story, as it were. Let's find out how you behave while you wait. So we're going to have this interaction question right now. Again, as always, be brutally honest. If you're discussing this with people right now, or if you're on your own, be brutally honest with yourself or in the chat. How do you behave whilst you wait? And think about a, a recent situation. What, what did you learn about yourself, about God, or about others in that process of waiting i love exploring human behavior we are interesting species aren't we <laughs>
0: we are absolutely <laughs> and
1: i'm sure you've got some insights it may be into people as you've had a conversation that you never have heard before or as you heard somebody else speak it maybe you said yeah I'm the same, and so this is what it's about. It's about really getting understanding of who we are, and then we we increase the awareness of our need for God. Mm. And so, you know, just coming into this second angle now that we're taking, I always remember, you know, my 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 dad and my mum were were both loving and are that's the best of life uh, are loving parents but what I loved about them also is that they didn't just kind of let anything happen there we had an orderly household and I always remember you know one of the things that they would say particularly my mum you know she would say Gareth my words final oh
0: I like to use that with the kids when they were younger too and then I would
1: <laughs> then I would like look to my dad and my dad would be like yeah (laughs) (laughs) as as all good dads do like yeah I'm just I'm 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 backing mum (laughs) but it was just that sense in which like this is how it's going to be
0: yeah definitely and and how many of us struggle for that final word in any argument or debate yeah
1: we wrestle with it don't we yeah I did
0: definitely and if you think about um, you know, like you watch in parliament there's like you know people are standing it seems like they're taking you know their their time and kind of their response but they all want the final word they oh, all want the like last punchline yeah
1: in the uk we have this role of the the speaker isn't it the, the he's called the speaker Although, really, what he's trying to do is trying to manage the, yeah, the speaker of the house. He's trying to manage the speaking of everyone else. Yeah. And boy, I tell you what, I've it's seen. It's not really
0: speaking, there uh, is a shouting. Uh, sometimes
1: <laughs> I've seen more orderly classrooms uh, <laughs> trying to control people who have got a really strong opinion. But again, I've got to say, we're all the same. We are. And, and we were all, fighting.
0: They all want that fight because the final word is what seals something, mm. it's what brings authority. So if someone speaks, and everything ends. you know their words carry power, mm. authority. The finality of somebody speaking and then silence is really, really powerful. And we all want it. But the problem is is that in our own lives, if we are our own final word, we're going to come a cropper very, very soon. What we have to do is make his word final, God's word final, his word absolute and true. And kind of the second thing that we want to bring out is that trust is making his word final. You see, there's so many things that we go through and we look at reports which might be well-meaning reports, you know, and they, they're facts. They are what they are. We can't say, oh, no, that's not true. Well, it is. It's, it's a fact. It's a report. Or circumstances might tell us, or a bank balance might tell us uh, a, a fact. But if we make that the final word, mm. we've made that the the thing that we put our trust in. And the problem is, is that when we kind of are in our circumstances and our everything sterling is telling us opposite, mm. it's hard to then go with with the, what God is saying when actually it's opposite fact. In the natural, it is really difficult. But I remember someone saying years ago is that actually when we fear things and we have worry about things, it reveals where we trust God the least. Mm. That, for me, was like a kick in the guts. Ooh,
1: ouch. Anybody else I, feeling ouch there? Just say it again.
0: Yeah, because what we fear the most shows where we trust God the least. And that's not my word. Somebody else said it, and I'm sure it's in the Bible somewhere. That actually, fear and kind of trying to make circumstances work out our own way, is just saying, it's all right, God, i got this. I, I don't trust you. And you might go, oh, Leanne, that's not true. I do, I do trust God, but... There are no buts in trusting God. It's got to be final and his word is final. Jesus is actually the word. If you go and read in the beginning of this book of John, John chapter one, it says in the beginning was the word and the word was God. And and Jesus is that word. He isn't just representative of it. It is him. haven't got time to go into that, that whole story today, but we need to trust in him and what he says the problem is is that we like to trust the things that we can see, the trust the things around us because they're tangible they're easily kind of related to, but you see, Jesus speaks to um uh Martha when she comes rushing out and she's saying, "Jesus, if you've been here, my brother wouldn't have died she's she's cross frustrated in total grief, and she's saying, "Jesus, if you've been here, my brother wouldn't have died, but I know." even now God will give you whatever you ask. But she still had her faith mm. in him. And then he says these words to her in verse 25. I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will li- live even though they die. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. Do you believe this? See there, he's not saying, oh, I will bring you resurrection and life. I can get you resurrection and life. He's saying, I am Resurrection in life. So we need to stop putting our trust in reports, facts, bank balances, relationships. We need to put our trust in Him. He is the resurrection in life. Our trust uh, and life trust needs to be in Him and making His word final.
1: Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Because he really emphasizes there that this isn't about an event. Yes, there is going to be a resurrection, there mm. is a future point, you in, know. In where the, the dead will rise. Yep. But actually what he's saying is, you know, first and foremost, resurrection is a person. Mm. And, and I am that person. All hope is in the person. Yeah. And I know we all have, don't we? Part of our, our hopes and dreams usually is some time related event. Some point when we think, well, when I get there, then I will feel fulfilled yeah. or then I'll be happy. There's, we, we place so much emphasis on an event Jesus here is reminding us, no, all that we need, the all sufficiency of God is in Christ. Yeah. The fullness of, of the Godhead is in Christ. And and he has given us that fullness, the word of God says. And so it's interesting because I, I was doing one of my daily devotions, uh, motivations the other day. And one of the, the verses that I put into one of those uh, motivations was Proverbs 16 mm-hmm. verse one, which in the message version says, "Mortals make elaborate plans, but God has the last mm. word." Brilliant. And, and what I love about that is, it, God isn't saying you don't have plans. No. He's not saying don't 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 have a dream or don't set a goal that by such and such a time, this is where you want to be. He's not kind of removing that. But what he's saying is. Once you have that and a clear vision, a clear dream of that more, then surrender it. Because ultimately, I have the last word because I can see things you can't see. I am all powerful, all knowing, and I'm all loving. And I have your best interest at heart.
0: And trust is ultimately about security. You know, I... I love it that when, you know, your kids are little, they totally trust you. They have no, they look to you. You know, I remember when the kids were little, if something was going on and they felt uncomfortable, they'd look at us as their parents go, is this okay? There's a, there's a security in trusting. There will never be full security if we trust in the wrong things. We will always feel insecure. We won't feel assured. We will be lost. There's, a, there's an incredible security when we trust in him and we look to him and saying, God, I'm not sure. Is, is this OK? And when we trust in his final word and what he says, um, that, then that's when we really begin to experience the more. And so just to kind of wrap this up and come into our final part of this conversation we talked about how time isn't your enemy trust is making his word final but then what we have to understand and through this whole situation the truth was and the truth is that Jesus is the resurrection and the life that he fully had the ability to either heal Lazarus before he died or four days after he was dead or 40 years after he was dead in fact time is not really the point here it's that Jesus is who he says he is that his truth the absolute truth of God is not subject to our lack of belief. Mm. You see, we can look at that and go, oh, you know, and it's true. God responds to our faith. But the truth of God's, um, you know, the fact that he's all powerful and can do these things is not subject to our lack of belief. So God doesn't fit into our kind of small thinking. He's way beyond that. We only get to see the results when we begin to trust him and have faith. But our lack of belief doesn't mean that the truth isn't the truth.
1: Mm, Absolutely. And and, uh, as as you've just been saying that, as I just look at these three particular angles we've been looking at, doesn't it bring about a great security? Mm. And, you know, if there's one thing right now in the world in which we live, there is a hunger for security. But we often try and place that security in in all the wrong things and in all yeah. the all wrong places, we we put it in things that are temporary, mm. and really things that are temporary are, are you know, and things that are seen are, are no hope at all. Mm. But what is unseen is eternal, and yeah. and so when we talk about you know the fact that God, time is a tool in God's hand, uh, that trust is 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 ultimately making His word final, and that truth is is not subject to our lack of belief actually there's great security in that it almost removes the burden yeah from us and and again you know something i was talking about the other day and what one of the motivations this isn't an advert for the daily <laughs> motivations no, but
0: they are really good so if you're not following well, we need them to immerse and, ourselves yeah go in listen truth. to them
1: and and i've got to be honest with you i do it f- i do it, it Sounds very selfish i do it for everybody else but i need i need to immerse myself because mm. what we're talking about right now is a very real challenge for me you know, especially the, the journey that we've been on and mm. where we're at right now. Like there are moments when you're thinking, wow, you know, sometimes I feel absolutely full of faith and like, wow, we could take on the world. And then mm. it literally could be a, an hour later or a couple of hours later and you will often notice okay. like a change in me. And, and what's happened is, is, is unbelief is always at the door. Yeah. Fear is always knocking. It's not something that we can almost totally nail no, no, while, exactly. we're, while we're alive. We're always going to have to mm. manage this tension. But the great thing is Christ is with us, and, and we have great security in, in recognizing, actually, God, this, is, this now is over to you. Mm. I, uh, it's your truth, not my p- opinion. It's, yeah. y- it's trusting in you and your power, not my ability wow what security and safety
0: yeah and I think that's because we live in a world now where there are so many truths flying around so and people will often say it you live your truth it's very subject to the person their thoughts their emotions their circumstances so that's their truth it's not mine but you see God's truth, the truth, the uh, it's absolute truth. It is true whether you believe it or not. You can sit there today and go, well, I don't believe in Jesus and I don't believe that he's able to, to do what you're saying and I don't believe that he can bring me the more. That's really sad if that's what you believe, because whether you believe that or not doesn't change the fact that he can and he is. And that's who he is. What's the sad part is you will never experience that because you don't have the faith. And that's the same for me. If I say, oh, God, you're not able to do this for me. You know, sorry, Um, I do believe in you. I do love you, but you can't do this for me. I'm not going to see the truth of the search. the, the situation like with, with Lazarus, it was only I think um, Mary and Martha said, I believe that you could, even now it was Martha wasn't it, even though you should have come I, I do believe that mm. right now you can do whatever um, God is is going to let you do and that's the amazing thing that she had belief that even though she was sad she knew the truth was that Jesus still had the ability to raise him from the dead and he did and that's what we have to understand is that in our unbelief we're robbing ourselves, we're not kind of offending God in that sense or you know we're, we're robbing ourselves and potentially robbing the people around us from seeing that in our lives and that's that's quite a big thing
1: it is a big thing and uh, but God's purpose is at work mm. even when you don't think he is working and I always go to this passage in Romans 8 because what's happening in the waiting and this is what the message version in Romans 8 from verse 22, says this. It says, All around us, as we observe a pregnant creation, the difficult times of pain throughout the world are simply birth pangs. But it's not only around us, it's within us. The Spirit of God is arousing us within. We're also feeling the birth pangs. These sterile and barren bodies of ours are yearning for full deliverance. That is why waiting does not mm-hmm. diminish us, yeah. which is the opposite of expansion. Yeah. Any more than waiting diminishes a pregnant mother. We are enlarged in the mm. waiting. We, of yeah. course, don't see what is enlarging us, but the longer we wait, the larger we become and the more joyful our expectancy. Brilliant. Wow. Powerful mm. words. And, and uh, what a great analogy. You know, pregnancy, a process that we are fully aware of how long it takes should take and therefore we trust that process we yeah. know the truth of that process we know that that nine months is not our enemy you know i remember when you had our children i mean now you gave birth some pretty big babies <laughs> you know i mean i think it was reuben that was like 10 10 pounds when he was born and like leanne only weighs nine pounds i mean at one point he <laughs> was <wait>. carrying her <laughs> quite a remarkable situation but it was that in that waiting you, there was literally a Physical growth and a stretching mm. but but there was joy in that yeah there was expectancy in that and i really want to encourage you right now that god is enlarging you in yeah, the waiting mm. and so yeah
0: and i think that's something that we need to cling on to in mm. the waiting time is when it, it seemingly is nothing or it seemingly feels like god has forgotten you in that moment with mary and martha I genuinely think they would have thought, has Jesus forgotten about this? Mm. Does he not care? You know, what, where is he? And let's be honest, in their situation, we can read this now, in, as we do with Bible stories with hindsight, and go, oh, well, it all worked out. In that moment, they didn't know that. They didn't know that Lazarus was going to be raised from the dead. They, they had no foresight into what was going to happen. And the thought that their brother had died, think about the four days of anguish. If you've ever lost somebody close to you, that grief and that anguish, they were feeling that. So in a seemingly impossible situation, the truth was still there that Jesus was able to raise him and and he did. And so your situation may be totally dead. Know that Jesus, there's nothing out of his capability. There's nothing outside of his power. He can do all things. But we just need to trust in that truth we need to trust in him allow time to do its work in us time is not mm. our enemy it's there to produce the trust and allow us to hold on to the truth so that we can see the more that Jesus wants to bring into our lives
1: and so our final interaction question which kind of it all builds up usually to this question this is a, a, a time when we we really want God to speak directly to you and and answering this question that's our prayer this is the question in what way Is God enlarging you now as you wait? In what way is God enlarging you now as you wait? Discuss this and then we'll come back.
0: And it might be worth even talking about what are you waiting for? Mm, You know, talk with people around you. What is the thing that you are really waiting for or waiting on God for? Um, Because this could be a point of kind of accountability if you're with other people to pray about.
1: so whilst we don't like the waiting i really hope you have been encouraged and you sense that god is at work in the waiting even in that moment like leanne said a few moments ago when it feels like god is working the least or is not really getting involved actually that's probably the point at which he's most involved Mm -hmm. that actually he's fully at work we just have to learn that we have to trust his truth is, is is the same yesterday, today, and forever. His word will not return void. Yeah. His promises are true. They are yes and amen in Christ. Time is not your enemy. All things are working together. And that includes time for the good of those yeah. who are called according to his purpose, who love him. And so we're going to pray yeah. right now because I really believe this has been a, a key word. We'll all be encouraged by this, but I think there's some people right now listening. This is a defining moment Mm. and we want to pray into that. We want to stand with you in this moment of you being enlarged in the waiting. So father, we love you. We love you. And we thank you that we are called according to your purpose. Mm. You chose us and you have a plan for us. And we thank you that it isn't just about getting the job done, but Mm. it's in the process there's an intimacy. In the process there's uh, an an interaction between ourselves and you, which is just going to produce the most incredible joy, Mm. love, hope. And Father, we thank you that in the waiting that we can find peace. Mm. When fear is knocking on the door, we can come to you knowing that you, Jesus, are the resurrection Mm. and the life. That you are the one that can breathe life into any situation regardless of how dead it seems. And and we just stand with those right now that might be looking at death. It may be death in a business. It may be a health report. It may be a, a relationship. It might be a hope or a dream mm. whatever it is right now father that people are staring at and it seems as if you are of vacant you're not there and mm. and that death is the only outcome father we thank you right now that first of all that you are feeling yeah. what we feel yeah. that you're not a sterile god you absolutely empathize with us in this moment but also you are working for our good and that that is life that is life and we speak just as ezekiel spoke and was told to speak to those dry bones Mm. and those dry bones began to come together and to put on flesh that that life is breathed into into those dry bones and mm. an army arises father we thank you right now for what is arising right mm. now as we pray as we stand as we agree together whether this is live or whether this is being watched back again time is not your yeah, master yeah. god we stand together we thank you that what we thought was dead is alive and not only alive but there is an enlarging there's an expectancy there's there's a multiplication yeah. that's going to take place and so we agree together Because ultimately, this is for your glory. This is to make you look good. This is to make you feel good. And this ultimately is to reveal to a world right now that is lost and in the dark, to reveal to them the God of light, the God of love, the God of all hope. Mm. So we stand together and we agree and we say yes and amen in Christ. Yes. Amen. Amen. And amen.